This is the Answer Your Unique Calling podcast. This podcast provides tips, tools, and inspiring stories for creating clarity around your calling, opening your heart to infinite possibilities, and enabling you to have the greatest impact on the world. I'm Julian Crossenhill, a certified spiritual life coach, meditation teacher, human design specialist, and founder of Pre-Survenana. And most recently, I've joined the faculty at Starseed Academy Coach Training. It's my mission to teach and guide others in living a spiritually aligned life that answers their unique calling. Welcome, and thanks for listening. Hi, and thanks for listening. So on today's episode, I want to talk about a concept that I came across in reading a book recently. And... I just kind of want to address some of the ideas that were encountered here because I've heard them repeated by people, and I don't think that they're really doing people any good. I don't think that it's really helping people. So what happened is I was reading a book, and this was a book on energy and manifestation, and the author started talking about emotions. and. You might remember my last episode, I talked about emotional energy as calibrating energy, that we use it to calibrate our will as we channel our spiritual energy that we that we freely channel through us as we channel it with intention and will towards a directed outcome, towards a particular, a particular target. And in our physical manifestation, in physical dimension, we experience that calibrating energy through the biochemical system of our physical bodies. And so we experience them as emotions. And what this book was talking about was it was doing something that I really don't like. And that is putting a bunch of emotions in a negative bucket and a bunch of emotions in a positive bucket. So the book was talking about how anger, and anger in particular was sort of the one that gave us an example, is a low vibe emotion. It's a bad emotion. And that we shouldn't express anger, we just need to release it. And I'm going to tell you what I disagreed with here, and then I'm going to tell you why it's important that we don't adopt this kind of mindset. So first of all, I think that not expressing our emotions, regardless of what they are, sets us up to be psychologically unhealthy. We experience these emotions and we are capable of experiencing these emotions for a very good reason. I also don't believe that just because we express our anger that somehow we're going to manifest something different than what we want because in the moment we experienced anger or we expressed our anger. And so somehow that's going to cancel all of the other work we're doing. Because how we're being while we're channeling that energy is far more important than how we're feeling. And I think that that's really important that we understand this, because as I said, you know, this really sets us up for being psychologically unhealthy if we are pretending that these other emotions, fear and anger and all of these are undesirable and we're refusing to express them, we're just sort of bottling them all up, that's not going to make us psychologically healthy. It's going to start to drain us, drain our energy, 
And it's also going to affect our relationships with other people. If you have something, if someone is doing something that makes you angry and you don't communicate that to them, you don't express that anger, you don't express, hey, doing this is really pissing me off, how is that person going to adapt or change the behavior that they're doing that is impacting you? How are you? How is that relationship going to grow if you don't express that anger? So there's a number of things wrong with this idea that we don't express these so-called negative emotions. And totally putting the psychological health aside, let's just look at this from the perspective of manifestation and energy, since that's something that I've been talking about a great deal in recent episodes. So first of all, just this whole idea of duality is really broken. The idea of duality is an illusion. It is the same, it is part of or the result of this illusion of separation that we have. We all are part of a universal consciousness. We are all our consciousness is part of the God mind or the consciousness of God of source. So in Kabbalah, for instance, we teach that on the tree of life, at the very top of the tree, there are three spheres of energy, one sort of at the peak and the other two sort of forming a triangle with it. And these are the spheres of emanation. So as God starts to descend into physical form, there's these emanations that it goes through. And the first emanation we call Kether, and Kether is the, is the realm of pure emanation. So this is, there is no duality in Kether. This is source at its purest. This is what most of us think of when we think of source or God in the abstract, when we think of the one or the all. We think of this pure emanation of source, and there is no duality in that. But how can you really understand yourself if you don't have duality? And that's really the question that that comes about in sort of this Kabbalistic thinking of if you don't have dark, how do you know what light is? If you don't have good, how do you know what bad is? You know, all of these opposites. If you don't, how do you describe masculine without describing feminine? So in this sort of tree of life, the first emanation then emanates down into two dualities, Hakma and Bina, which are often described as masculine and feminine, or in other traditions like Wicca, neo-paganism that you know I come from, that I that I rooted my spirituality in many, many years ago, God and Goddess. And so even in divinity, we have a prime emanation splitting down into this duality. And this duality is really just part of the illusion of separateness that is created so that God can sort of understand his own mind, his or her own mind. So, so duality, when we start putting things into these buckets of this or that, is really all attached to this illusion of separateness. And I understand there are convenience. We use them all the time because they're how we conceptualize. It's how our ajnas, our, our center in human design, that forms our beliefs and our thoughts and our concepts and our, our model of how we understand the world. 
And so on that level, duality helps us understand these things. But there really isn't duality in nature. It doesn't really exist in energy. And so to say that as we're manifesting, we don't want to experience low vibe or bad energy because it's going to cause us to manifest something different is not understanding the nature of energy. So quantum mechanics teaches us that energy travels in waves. And if you've ever seen a wave, there's peaks and valleys in it. So energy is constantly moving from high and low. It's fluctuating as it travels. Light is a wave and light fluctuates in its frequency as it travels. And that fluctuation between high and low Human design also teaches us is how our solar plexus center creates our experience of emotions and of calibrating energy. So again, emotion is energy. And our emotions, human design teaches us, come in a wave. We have an emotional wave. And those of us with emotional authority need to wait out our wave for the midpoint. So our emotions fluctuate just like any other energy between highs and lows, but they're not good or bad. And trying to say, don't express this emotion because it's bad and it's going to ruin your manifestation is just not understanding the fundamental nature of energy and not understanding that duality is largely an illusion of separateness. So moving even beyond that, so the nature of energy is this fluctuation. It's more about when we express anger or some of these emotions that we think of as, as negative, because I want us to stop thinking about them as negative and just think about them as different states of feeling that don't really impact how we're being. So we can be angry, and that's very different than feeling angry. And let me, let me explain, because that might sound a little confusing, right? So let me just give you an example from, from my personal experience. So we have a neighbor who has been harassing my husband and I. Whenever we're in our yard, he yells obscenities and calls, he's particularly targeting my husband, Neil, and just like calls him all kinds of names and is just pretty much a jerk, right? And it pisses me off. I'm very angry about it when it happens because this just, you know, Neil did absolutely nothing to him. It's totally unprovoked. It's his own internalized issues that he somehow is projecting onto Neil and, and causing these problems. But in the moment, I feel angry. And I take and then I, but I'm not being angry. I'm not sitting in my house seething. I'm not constantly plotting revenge against him. You know, I've taken a very un unemotionally attached approach to it. You know, I've, I've hired an attorney and we're going to deal with it through the legal system and, and get it resolved. But one way that I could, so I feel angry, but I could be angry. I could become an angry person. I could allow that anger to seethe and keep bringing my attention to it and focusing on it so that even when I'm not feeling angry, I return to that feeling of anger. And in that case, then I'm beginning to become angry. And when I'm being angry, 
then it's going to start to affect the energy that I'm putting out and the way I'm calibrating my spiritual energy that I'm channeling towards my manifestations. But to feel angry and to express that anger in the moment, there's nothing wrong with that and there's nothing that's going to impact or negatively affect my manifest ability to manifest the things that I desire in my life because I'm still being from my core of who I am and being. I'm not wallowing in my anger and being angry. There are people who are angry people and they and they are being angry. They have focused their attention on the things that make them angry and they continue to come back and revisit that anger constantly so that it becomes a state of being for them. And it's very different than feeling angry. We sh- if we have something that makes us angry in the moment, we should feel it and then we should move on. We should resolve the anger and move on. And the best way to resolve the anger, contrary to this, to this book that I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, is to express it, is to tell the person that wronged you that you're angry or to, to hire an attorney and do something about the anger. Resolve it, express it, get it out and then move on from it so that you don't spend the time being angry. And so this idea that we need to suppress certain emotions is just really frankly absurd. And I want to just completely put this to rest so that you're not trying to deny how you're feeling or part of your experience for fear that it's going to somehow ruin your manifestation. If you are being a loving person at your core and you are focusing on manifesting for the greater good, if you're focused on the greatest good for everyone, yourself included, and you are not dwelling on these emotions, you're not being them, you're staying in your rooted in your state of being, but you're allowing yourself to feel one moment of being angry is not going to suddenly create this cascading effect of different manifestation that no longer works. And here's the thing that where this idea, I believe, comes from. I think people who struggle to manifest because they don't feel worthy to receive attach to this idea that these negative feelings are what's preventing them from manifesting. So it becomes attached to this idea of worthiness. And it's and there's a lot of baggage that some people carry from their religious upbringing when they grow up, when they this idea that they're sinful and undeserving and unworthy of God's love. And if you're unworthy and undeserving of God's love, then you're unworthy and undeserving of manifesting the things that you desire. And so people use this, this idea that some feelings are negative and can't be expressed to justify the unworthiness. So it no longer becomes, I'm inherently worthy because I am, I am God, goddess source. I am part of the universal mind and I'm inherently worthy to have what I desire and inherently worthy of abundance and prosperity and love to 
I've got to make myself worthy by purging all of these things like anger and fear and sadness and in order to become worthy. And those are very different things because when you're being in a, a high energy, when you are being and you are coming from this core of being in touch and connected to divine love and connected to that divine spiritual energy, you don't need to purge anger or any of these things or sadness in order to make yourself worthy because you are already worthy. You are coming from a state of worthiness. And we all have this state of worthiness. And it's just a matter of can we purge ourselves of the false beliefs and the ideas that say we're unworthy and that cause us to feel like we have to somehow prove that we're worthy by becoming these saintly people who never get angry and never are sad. And that is denying a huge part of human experience. And my friends, that's why we're here is to experience all of those things, to learn from them, to learn how we can be more loving people, even when people are pissing us off. And so to deny those is to deny a huge part of what this physical experience is. And our great awakening that is happening on this, on this planet right now, this awakening and this evolution into energy is happening because we are learning through these experiences. And we are learning how to get in touch with grace and compassion and love even in the face of things like fear and anger and sadness. And so we need to embrace those things, express them, and then return to the core of our being. And so I hope that this episode has sort of helped clear up for you if you've been feeling like, I, I'm never going to get what I what I really desire. I'm never going to be able to create it because I still get angry. Or if you've been sitting on things and maybe you've been putting up with a lot of bullshit from other people because they're pissing you off and you're not saying anything because you think it's going to blow your manifestation. You know, so it's important that we communicate those things. That's part of having healthy boundaries as well, is that we say no to people, that we say, this is a boundary, don't cross this. No, I'm not going to put up with that. No, it's not okay to treat me like that. Those are normal things that we need to do and they are healthy to do. And they don't impact our ability to still be coming from a place of compassion and love and connection to the divine. And so I just want you to purge that from your consciousness that you can't be angry or you can't be sad or you can't be afraid from time to time, that you can't feel those things and then return to your core being and that core of compassion and love and higher consciousness. So I think that that's really important that we have these experiences and that we learn to connect to those things even when we're pissed off. So I wanted to just address that. And if there's nothing else that you take away from this, this episode, it's really just feel the anger, feel the sadness, feel the fear, express it, express what you're feeling, feel it, and then move into 
whatever action you need to take to get that out of your system and return to that place of love and compassion and grace and connection to source. And the second thing I'd like you to take away is you don't have to prove your worthiness to have what you desire, to manifest your desires in the world, or that you're worthy of your mission or your calling or God's love or another person's love. You don't have to become some saint who's never angry or never flustered or never afraid or sad or any of that. You are inherently worthy and deserving right now, right in this moment, without doing anything or being anything different. And I hope that you will take that message to heart and really just create a new belief around that. So before I sign off of the episode, one more thing I just want to sort of share with you that's completely unrelated, but I want to, I want to share this. And that is my work with human design. And what I want to share about that is I think that human design is so important because In my personal experience, one of the things that human design really did for me is some of the things that I had thought were flaws or critical defects that I was constantly trying to figure out how I can change or correct. Actually, human design showed me were really powerful strengths inherent in my design. And once I stopped fighting them, it really unlocked a lot of new abilities for me and a lot of talents that I didn't know I had. And it really helped validate for me the way that I am and who I am and really helped me connect to who I authentically am. And I think that for me, it was such a beautiful gift that I want more and more people to have it. So I've mentioned before on my social media and on this podcast that I offer human design consultations. And I have a couple different tiers. I have a foundation version for people brand new to human design who are just sort of starting to wade into the waters of human design. And then I have hour-long sessions for people who want to go more deeply and explore their life purpose or figure out how to use human design to maximize their business or whatever. And recently, I've really just, I feel so passionately that I want everyone to everyone who wants to, to really be able to benefit from human design. And so I've recently started to offer a limited number of sliding scale human design consultations. And so I want to make human design available to anyone, regardless of how much they can afford, um, you know, within, within reasons, obviously. So I have sort of a, a minimum set price on the sliding scale, and then you can pay whatever amount you want from either, you know, the, the bare minimum or up to the full price. And so I've created and made available a limited number of those in order to allow more people to have access to these human design services that I offer. So you can find this on my website under the services, go to the human design page, you'll find all my human design services there. And you'll see the full price when you go to book, you'll see the full price and then you'll also see the sliding scale option. Just select the sliding scale option if you need it. If you don't need it, please don't use it because there are a limited number of them. And, you know, let's let's really try to agree to make those available to the people who need them and not just take advantage of them if we don't need those. So 
you can find those on my website, www.priestofinana.com. That's www.priestofinana.com. And you can also visit my Instagram, which is Priest of Inanna, and my Facebook page, Priest of Inanna. I hope that you this episode has helped you connect to that just strong belief and understanding and, and inner knowing in your heart that you are worthy of love and of everything that you desire. And I hope that you take that message with you and just have a, a really, really amazing week. Thanks for listening. Bright blessings. Are you a soulpreneur? You've answered your unique calling by starting a spirituality-based business. Maybe now you find yourself overwhelmed. There's so much to do for your business and so many things you've never done before that you need to learn how to do. With an ever-growing to-do list, you may feel like you'll never get everything done. Decisions become complicated and you may feel like you need to work all the time. Even worse, our old friend imposter syndrome puts his head up, you struggle with your pricing, and every business coach on the planet wants to sell you a marketing system. I've been there. It's why I've created my Soulpreneur Energetic Success Program. This coaching program helps you use your human design, storytelling, ritual, and transformational coaching to build your Soulpreneur business. Discover how to make the best decisions for you, how to find the most aligned action to take, overcome imposter syndrome, confidently charge what your services are worth, and move forward with ease and grace. Visit my website, www.priestofinana.com to schedule a free intro call.